0: Yeah, so um, I know this past weekend um, I was able to get up to the movies, um, and I saw Guardians Three. Did you get a chance to see that?
1: Oh, nice. Not yet.
0: No. All right. So this is uh, <laughs> I was hoping you would say, you've seen it so we can talk about oh, it. Oh, sorry.
1: That that's the <laughs> end of
0: that section. No, that's I'm just joking. I'm only into spoilers, obviously, but I'll just say that I really liked it. It was really it was awesome, and um, yeah, I think you'll do, and everyone will dig it. Uh, who's listening? if nice. who you haven't
1: seen? That's it awesome. Yet. So, yeah, you'll yeah. like it a lot. I'm
0: really excited. Yeah. Well, that concludes our uh, introductory section. Where I thought we were going to talk <laughs> for like ten minutes, but we're not. So, no, no, no worries. Um, uh, we uh, so yeah, well, just to reset, this is uh, and go seek Uh, this is Let's Talk Comics. Uh, this is Ryan, and over here is uh, what's your name?
1: I'm Brandon.
0: Oh, that's it. I always forget. Uh, so, uh. <laughs> so we're, yeah we're so we're here to, to talk comics uh last week we promised that we're going to talk about uh a hellblazer number 27 um nice. and we're actually sticking to it we didn't lie this time we're, we actually did <laughs> and no i read it uh, less than 24 hours ago last night so <laughs> i think i remember some of it but i'll read along in case anyone needs to hear about it so um Yes, uh, uh, so yeah, that's a, that, that's the comic, uh, and it's written by Neil Gaiman, and pencils, inks, cover, all by the great Dave McKean. So uh, he he's killing it. it. He's killing it. In
1: this Killin
0: issue, it. he's he's been killing it. Uh, yeah. So that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the issue that we're talking about. Um, it released uh, January 30th, 1990, um, right in the middle of his Sandman run, right? I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Actually, team. yeah, it's like. It's not connected thing. Oh, not in the thing, first year. Interestingly, yeah. It's and I, or I mean, obviously Constantine will show up, but it's not like a crossover issue almost. But. No, which is it's cool.
1: interesting, but good. Which is really cool. Yeah, I think mean, that's um, it's really cool that fact that I I think especially with uh. The British invasion of comics, I think everyone from that era of writers has written Constantine at some point, and. In, in some way or form uh lot. Which i think it's really cool it's it's almost like a a rite of passage for all these writers of like you gotta do your time on hell on hell Laser at some point <laughs> all you brits know how to write that fucking character yeah. like <laughs> you're all cranky
0: yeah <laughs> you're all cranky and, and know that guy in real life we'll get to that later <laughs> uh <laughs> but um uh let's say uh oh i know before we get but before we get into it um I want to. Uh, I gonna, anyway, oh, I'll find it later. Uh, but, but we wanted to go through well, maybe like kind of a mini topic that we try to do. But, um, Brent, I got a question for you. Yeah. What you reading? Oh.
1: <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> uh, nothing really. No, I'm no, really? just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the second uh,
0: No, we're only less than five minutes, and <laughs> <in>. we broke. <brought laughs> Two of our pre-formatted <laughs> things were loose, bol- loose horse shit, and now what you read and they're like nothing. No. I'm like, all right, like, so uh, just, uh, and, then, and then you're yeah. like, okay, now we getting to the issue. You're like, oh, I didn't read it. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, yes. all right, then,
1: this has been a five-minute episode of uh, <laughs> no, no. check-in. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I forgot how to read it. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about was recently, um, I've been, I've been going on a tear. Of, of reading comics, like really stuff kind of like all over the place. But I will mention, especially um, one that stood out for me, especially. I love rereading comics that I haven't read for a while, especially ones from, you know, like when I first really started getting into comics, uh, late 2000s, like early 2010s. That mm-hmm. era of especially Marvel and DC is very close to my heart. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that was very influential. It's great going back, um, you know, reading that stuff. And sometimes it can miss, and sometimes it really hits. And in this mm-hmm. case, it is Invincible Iron Man by Matt oh, yeah. uh, Fraction. Um like, and it's awesome. I've been yeah, reading. Okay. Uh, I've been reading a lot of it from uh, the after the World's Most Wanted arc. So I started with the. Stark Disassembled, and then Stark mm. Resilient, which is kind oh, of like yeah. two big arcs before Iron uh, Man 500. And yeah. it's it's really cool. It really holds up. I, I think the writing is is really stellar. Like, Fraction really gets Tony's voice, but also is, is able to, like, he brings a lot to the character and a lot of pathos and, and in terms of, like, how he's navigating the current Marvel universe, like at that time, where after he comes back from the world's most wanted arc, uh, he he basically had to erase his brain and uh, he reboots it in the Stark Resilient arc, where mm-hmm. he eventually does find that uh it, like the backup of his brain was pre-Civil War, so he's discovering all the stuff that like he did during the Marvel Civil War that he's responsible for. Like, he he cloned Thor. He was responsible for uh, Goliath's death. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff where he, like, he has to come in terms with the fact that, like, he, he did all those things. And what I really love, and I think what, like, really hits about the character is that there's a great conversation with Tony and Thor, where Tony tells him that, is like, hey, I, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember, but I know... I did this and he's like, I'm not going to apologize for it because at the time I thought it was right. And I think it's, it's, it's a really cool way of like him owning up to it, but also like not trying to be like, um, I'm a different person now. He's very much like I would have made the same call. And you know, that's just how it is. And if you have a problem with that, like it's how it's going to be what I really like about it. I think it like, it brings a lot of realism to the character and really makes him feel like an actual person where, it's really difficult to admit your mistakes and I think even more so to stand your ground um, with those kinds of issues. But I, and, and it's really cool to see that going alongside the Stark resilient arc because I, what I really love is that it's, it feels less like a superhero book and it's w- way more just like a great science fiction kind of story where mm-hmm. it's all, it's all kind of wrapped up in like Tony trying to get away from, From the iron man invention and then putting his brain to like other uses where they're working on like stark resilient uh the car that's supposed to be like repulsor technology and it's kind of all about the idea that especially with tony he's so entrenched in um military technology that even his effort to make the Stark resilient, car, it it doesn't entirely work because, like, he's still so wrapped up in, in all that other stuff. As much as he's trying to sell it as, like, a clean state, uh, a clean slate, everything that's happened to him is, like, still follows him. Like, he still has, um, like, the Hammer, um, mother and daughter are coming after him. Like, he still has the Mandarin. is still out there. It's, like, all this kind of stuff where it, it it's also, like, a great um, kind of damning of, like, America and the, like, military industrial complex where it's just the, this idea that, like, he's always going to be tied to that no matter what he does. It's, like, there's no way mm-hmm. to separate himself from that. And it's kind of, like, him coming to terms with that, him trying to escape it, but also still having it, like, so tied into uh, him as a character – So it's a really great exploration. It's like something I forgot how much I liked. Um, And especially the fact that I love like all the business talk that Matt Fraction does, like he really sells it where it feels like a science fiction version of Succession where it's like, everyone's kind of arguing just kind of like, yeah, like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like what to do next, like all this uh, intrigue and like espionage. It's, it's really cool. It's just like, it really works. Um, the only thing that doesn't hold up is Salvador Larroca's art. Like he's definitely, yeah, you you can tell it's like <laughs> pretty waxy and mm-hmm. there's like everyone's faces and like. Yeah, I don't mind that Tony looks like Sawyer from Lost. Like that's kind of oh, yeah. awesome. That's like I do like that. like yeah, good, that rules. Yeah, <laughs>
0: especially because um, they
1: started the comic. Uh, I was gonna say
0: they started the comic like right when the, uh, the first Iron Man movie came out, and that was kind of that's like, right. A, soft relaunch for yeah well yeah regular relaunch for um the comic so um yeah i remember getting that right when the movie came out and it was such a fun time to be an iron man fan like and seeing yeah. how different the versions were in movies to comics and how like they slowly kind of became similar uh, in different ways so that yeah and his run kind of goes through a couple of years like it goes through iron man well at the same time iron man 2 comes out and then you know it kinda right. goes i think o- almost to iron Man 3 but like um yeah such a good run by matt fraction it was such an interesting uh take on the character and such a really cool journey that they go on you know oh
1: yeah yeah it's it's really cool and it, it, it reminds me of, like how much i like the character and like how much of of iron man is, is kind of like he's mired in so much of like science fiction and like futurism like all these kinds of ideas that you don't usually get in superhero comics but in, and that's what makes him like such a compelling character in terms of like what world's like he's entrenched in um yeah or it's like yeah like all this kind of stuff is like with science and business and it really makes sense like I think why well, a lot of writers do do gravitate towards um, towards Iron Man as a character and like what they can bring out of him. I
0: like that. Yeah. So yeah,
1: exactly. It's such a
0: interesting character, um, and you know, and I, I haven't really do, dove into any real long runs of Iron Man since then. But I mean, I'm sure yeah. there are good ones that have come out since then. But um, uh, his was just so. Unique, Matt Fraction's take on the characters are so unique and so refreshing oh, yeah. and a uh, perfect time to come out yeah. with the movies and stuff. So, um, But yeah, I definitely want to go back uh, and read those issues and, and dive back into that. that is, it's been a while since I've uh, yeah. went back into there. But yeah, that's, that's so cool to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been reading. Um, which brings us to you. what have you been reading um i actually for change yet trying to read different things um
0: so i oh since last episode like well uh you know read understanding comics right uh that that was a good one yeah i thought about that last time um the other one i was reading was um it's called it's very generic title if it's a kurt vonnegut like uh uh, um it's i think it's just called like you are what you pretend to be, which is very, if you know, Kurt oh, Vonig, wow. it's very, yeah, it's a very generic title. It's just like, you know, that's the, his famous thing from the introduction from mother night. Um, but it's, it's just a title. They give, um, a cl- not a small collection of two of his stories. So one of them is, um, uh, let me see if I can find, find a description for it. Cause I'm halfway through it. So, um, so one of them is the first, novella he wrote, but it was um oh yeah it says we Oh, uh, the title is called we are what we pretend to be the first and last works um wow. of it um so yeah so the first story it's like 90 pages long and it's uh, basically a novella as they describe it. it's uh, I can't remember what's called but it's basically this first written like submission but I think I got rejected and it's a pretty simple story. It's about like um this uh, kind of like analogy for him. It's like this boy who goes on to work on a farm uh with like distant relatives and it's kind of like an overbearing like um father figure and then like a
1: right. like
0: a, a, a girl that he kind of like starts to like and then there's like some other characters in the mix so it's an interesting like um you could tell there's lots of like things that he'll develop better the voice he hasn't really developed his voice yet but it's a cute little um interesting yeah short Longer than a short story, but you know, like is a novella, uh, but yeah. it's a really good read. So, and then that's the first that's half awesome, yeah. And then the second half is apparently what he was writing when he passed away back in '07. So, uh, I think it's like the first, well, what he got down so far was like the first four or five chapters. So, I still gotta read wow. that part. So, uh, yeah, it was really fun trying to dive back into his works and trying. to start with that. So, uh, that's been fun reading that. And then, um, that's the other awesome. thing yeah for uh comics wise just getting the regular batman issues and detective comics stuff like that right um that was good um and oh yeah then i'm trying to still trying to get through but you know just very slowly trying to get through the uh was well, the annihilation um crossover event right. from marvel back in 06 or 07 Try i'm still yeah. in like the pre like the pre preludes almost like there's like a couple it's like Ronin, there's Silver Surfer. There's like Drax and all that stuff. So I finished Ronin, right. and then I think it just got into Silver Surfer. So I'm still like not even in the main event yet, but I'm excited to just take my time and uh I was hoping to read it before Guardians, but um but not because I that's what Guardians as I come to believe that that's more the modern Guardians that the Galaxy team spun out of was that of yes. yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to get to that point. So um yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah, so that's what I've been kind of trying to catch up on. So I'll slowly chip away at that. So yeah, I'm actually, for a change, like uh, yeah, reading some good stuff and <laughs> trying to yeah, stay stick with it. So um uh, yeah, it's pretty much yeah, it's good good topic. Good topic to start with the show with. Yeah, um, I love but it. Yeah, as I said, as I alluded to before, um, we're we're here to talk about Hellblazer number twenty seven. And like I said, um, it came out in 1990. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go through the uh, fucking issue, if I can get to it. Um, and then, uh, you know, a pre- kind of previous episodes, we kind of, um, uh, uh, we're going to go and, uh, you know, go through it like page by page and see observations, quotes we want to take out, and then we'll go from there.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And especially... I know our usual format is a little bit silly because the two of us, we're pretty silly guys. Um, Yeah. (laughs) This episode, I I will say, if you're expecting silly, uh, it will not really be like that. (laughs) Yeah, right. This issue is very heavy and um, deals with some pretty intense topics uh, and themes. Yeah. But it's a good one. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, we'll just start from the top. Um, it, uh, so it just shows this, uh, you know, I think it alludes to, um, like, a maybe a, an enhanced person. And uh, the hey. the dialogue or the captions that says it was Ron, Fat Ronnie's idea. It was so cold that spring. Do you think Fat Ronnie, he's like, just Ronnie, why are you calling me fat? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like that's fat Ronnie running. over there. Oh. <laughs> then there's <laughs> I mean, regular wait, Ronnie. Wait, a wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's so
1: tall though. Why <laughs> can't <you> he? I
0: <laughs> oh, could be tall Ronnie. No. Like seven foot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not good enough.
0: <laughs> the very um yeah so again, Dave McKeen's art uh it's very ethereal it's very like um you know it's kind of yeah it's like almost dreamlike yeah. because he. You know, obviously, he's done not work for Sandman, so it's great in this comic, too, because it's kind of otherworldly-ish. Um, so, like I said, yeah. Fat Ronnie and Sylvia from Hole used to hang around together, and somewhere along the way, Jacko wound up wandering with them and shows, starting to show what we assume is the streets of London, maybe. And um, so it says, So when the old Bill came around with their bloody hoses at 3 in the morning when they just got settled under the bridge, by then, Fat Ronnie said, God, this was a game of soldiers. Kisha, Swig, you bastard. Let's go find us somewhere warm. So British. Just so British. So every... every <laughs> Like the most British. Dripping yeah. in, just dripping in Britishness. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, it looks like it's morning now. They snuck around the estate like shabby rats passing the bottle from hand to hand. They found their bolt hole on the fourth floor. No light or power. No food still, sorry, no food still. Somewhere to be, somewhere to hide until things got warmer. It was so very cold that spring. So obviously, what we're, what and if I'm reading it wrong, let me know. But we're we're led to believe that yes, like I said, there's maybe two unhoused people, and kind of just right. wandering the streets and trying to find, like, you know, warmth and place to stay. And then, so it, it you know. It's going to it goes to back to looks like that character and, you know, very ragged, very um, you know, disheveled person. Uh, yeah. Fat Ronnie and Sylvia from Hole ripped down a curtain, wrapped it around themselves, held each other for warmth. Jacko knew it was too cold even for that, and there was no one to hold Jacko anyway. Ice crystals glittered on the windows, window glass and the lights of London burned clear and cold in the darkness. He had to get away. He had to hide. He had to get warm. This was his dos, and he was buggered if anyone was going to take it away from him. Uh, what's the translation? What the hell's dos? What's his dos? <laughs> I was <laughs> curious about. I, to I'm,
1: actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to figure out that real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, there was a few lines I was definitely like, Oh yeah, yeah, This is like the most 90s British thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I've read in a long time. Um. It definitely like it feels. God, this makes me. I I just had this thought, but like, it makes me want Danny Boyle to make like a John Constantine Mm -hmm. movie. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Quick,
0: quick tangent. I love. um, You know. Okay. So the whole. uh, We'll get back to the issue real quick. But um, speaking of that, like Constantine. I know. Okay. That Constantine movie. Everyone. It feels like film Twitter is always like. Oh my God, this was the best movie and no one recognized it at the time. And then like I'll uh, I, I'm sure it is good. I try to watch like the first five minutes of it one time and I was like,
1: Yeah,
0: fine. Yeah <laughs> I don't know if I can get through this right now. I'll maybe I'll try yeah. again. But I don't it's
1: know. <laughs> um it's solid, but I definitely think people get very evangelical about movies. Um like and especially movies they think that people didn't recognize or didn't like when that movie did pretty well. Like that's the yes. thing. <laughs> like, well, that's it was it fine and, yeah, you know, it, it whatever. Anyway. And, and, like, and I, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a case where it can be frustrating because I th- I think the the way people talk out where they're like, oh, we could have had so many sequels to it or like all this kind of stuff. And it's like I, it's a good movie and we can just have and, it at that. Like we don't yeah. need more of yeah. of that. Like I'd rather they just do other stuff too.
0: And. So I love the nerd argument at the time, which I whatever it doesn't matter. Maybe you know this is a John Constantine. Keanu Reeves American and he has black hair <laughs> and you know all that stuff. And you know I love Keanu yeah. Reeves and I thought he was good in roll, role. But I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, yeah, sure. And then you know, and then you cut for uh, cut to uh, a few years later, Matt Ryan being cast since in this in the show. And then he he did in a few right. other projects like Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, which was awesome. Um, and then the complaint was like, actually, he's too looks like too much like the character. I don't like. And I'm like, <laughs> make up your fucking mind. And then it swings back around, and be like, actually, that constant movie from Chess Five was perfect. I don't even know why yeah. they rebooted. It's like, oh my god, make up your. And also, and and my Ryan was perfect. As he did voice acting as oh, awesome. him, he did like yeah, he was yeah. just. I to me, he was perfect, and I'm, I hope he does it again. But he was just absolutely amazing. But
1: yes. and not not saying yeah, that like, you know like,
0: yeah. Like yeah. you can't like, I I'd, I'd be okay if like I can't reuse came back to do another sequel or anything, but like I just hate the complaint. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He yeah it, he looks and acts and is pretty much the character, but
1: he's not that good. It's like fuck off. He, was, <laughs> he, <laughs> he is yeah like he, he really yeah. was or is still yeah it's it, it's super frustrating because I, I I do think like yeah Matt Ryan. It's, tough I, I, it's like he, he brings so much to the role especially um him as an actor like something I've, I've always really appreciated is that like he's like he's still pretty young but he, like he has so much soul it really does in, yeah. in his face where like you, you can really tell when something's weighing on like weighing on him or and like you can see like how, like how much uh yeah like how, how much grief and mm-hmm. and pain he's been in and that's kind of what I look for like in in Constantine is like I, I want that that look of someone who's been like through a hell and like has all this weighing on him and like he he really brings it and especially one shout out like his performance in the Justice League Dark Apocalypse yeah War, I was um, just thinking about that it's amazing okay. it's so yeah. good
0: it's an amazing movie yeah. It's yeah really really well done
1: movie like but super no, good and like fun. his um yeah. his monologue or not monologue but his his exchange with the Flash at the end is oh like, that is so good Perfect. Yeah, yeah. You you know, Justice
0: League Dark, Apocalypse War, and it was basically uh, the finale for that kind of mini universe that they created in like from 2000, like 12 or 13 to 2020, I think. or The DC anime movies and had like mostly the same voice actors every time and similar art style, and it was solid. Like you know, there's hit and misses every now and then, but I thought it was an interesting. Uh cool cool way to wrap up that universe and have their own like, yeah pick liberties and do whatever they wanted at the end and you know. So I thought that was a really fun way of doing that. So um yeah, yeah if you haven't seen that, uh check that out and you know, go watch the Constantine show too. That was a really solid show. It might be yeah. on fucking Peacock or wherever the fuck. Yeah. Or <laughs> HBO's deleted Perfect. it, I'm sure, already In or like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can find it, it was pretty solid. It's only Thirteen episodes, yeah. maybe less, but yeah, very, very decent, very good, good show, and hopefully we'll see more of him one day. You know, Matt Ryan is oh him. yeah, um,
1: absolutely.
0: So yeah, it um, was quick, yeah, quick, uh, good.
1: So I want to mention, I did look up what DOS meant, um, and it is actually Bridges slang for like uh, to sleep or bed down in a convenient place. So oh, kind of just like a like. Not quite a bed but but kind of like um i'm gonna crash here like something like that when you, you it's not your first choice but it's like you'll settle for it yeah that's cool
0: that makes that puts into more context so yeah. um so then the, the next page it's a it should you know obviously set um now that well we'll get to the ending but you See a figure, it looks like him. He's sitting on the side of the street, and he uh, so the last so last caption was like you're referring to this. This was his DOS, and he was buggered if anyone was going to take it away from him and shows him laying down. and It says, and then his body starts to fade away, and it says he hid, and then that's what we see. And then we'll then cut to um, uh, to another site. Uh, it was so cold that spring, and it's uh, it's John Constini's. Hailing down a taxi, he says, "Oi, taxi!" And then <laughs> uh, he's getting a taxi. It says, "Autumn is in, in the smoke. Don't just don't you just love it to death when the leaves start to crisp and yellow, and the mist crawl in off the th- the t- Tem. Wait, the Tem, right? Uh, yeah, the river, right? Tem. The tem, yeah. And yeah. all the good looking women vanish. I was shouting to this cab driver the other day, and he said he thought the pretty ones in the summer." Dresses were like butterflies. He said, when it gets cold, they go off in harmony in empty rooms. Supposed they must have been a frustrated poet or a horror writer. This one seems to be a national front recruiter. And then the taxi driver's like, well, I mean, they're not like us, aren't they? Stands to reason. And, and Constant's like, they're certainly not like you. The guy's like, <laughs> nah, I mean, old Enoch, he had the right idea. Should have sent them all back to Bongo Bongo Land. Eh? I, heard, I heard this terrific joke the other day, and you know, it's just yeah. I I can skip this because it seems like it's yeah. either dated '90s references or racist shit that he's gonna say. So, so it, yeah, or oh, whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: I did want to put some context for okay. um. It's something I, I caught, and it's mentioned later on too. But uh, when John mentions uh, this one, seems to be a National Front recruiter. Um, there's a line later on where he mentions uh, the NF. Uh, symbol creeps up like fungus and, and I checked it's the National Front was a I think still is a far right fascist political party in the uh, United yeah. Kingdom so that's kind of what, what he's saying he's like oh this this fucking guy like he's a, he's a real yeah. piece of shit like he's a uh, and especially I wanted to mention he mentions old Enoch which is he is the oldest son of Cain in the bible so he mm. so, so it's really like all wrapped oh. up in like this dude is not only is he a fascist, but he's also like, um, like using the Bible to like gotcha. defend his views and kind of just this whole thing of like, uh, especially in that era of like late 80s, early 90s, um, you know, not only was it bad in America, but also mm-hmm. bad in England, oh, from what it seems yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, so, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so John's like, yeah, he's like, I can't take this, he's eh, just yeah. leave me off right here, and he he gives the money's like the guy's like don't i get a tip he's like sure john's like sure It's this get a new mind the one you've got now is never in full of crap. and so like <laughs> it's kind of you haven't read a john constantine book or you, aren't familiar, just, you know from this interaction that he, you know he's a pretty good guy and you know he doesn't take shit from anyone kind of speaks his mind all the time so that's a cool interaction yeah. and so this is you know the taxi driver shouts obscenities as he drives away and then so john's going to um uh uh, somewhere in uh, east london um it says um uh, uh it's a year since raymond kicked it and some of his mates are getting together to party in his memory and uh he said he always loved the party did did ray and then someone says excuse me could i uh i'm sorry could i possibly trouble you for a cigarette and john's like sure uh you dawson out here then like uh, so you, you said dawson so like are you staying out here or are you living out here or something like that so yeah um uh and the guy's like "Mm, there's quite a few of us around here it was okay in the summer but i hate the cold he's like john's like yeah and he's like yes and drunk uh yuppies a couple of them worked me over the other night i'm sorry and he says yeah me too and seems like there doesn't don't uh didn't used to be so many homeless on the streets i gave him a quid some cigarettes and he seemed pathetically grateful breaks your heart don't it and you know, but like you said, many major cities and still happens today. You know, like the homeless right. population, they don't seem to like even if they're not bothering anyone or if they are, it gets you know, they just get treated like crap. So it's just kind of yeah. establishing that that hasn't changed in many years, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: anyway, so then he's going, to, uh, John looks like John's Constantine's going to a flat. Aim um, walks up the stairs and this guy uh, uh, meets him. He says, John, so please, you can make it. Grab a drink from the lounge and come over here. Someone I desperately want you to meet. Uh, he introduces him, Anthea, John Constantine, the one I was telling you about, our favorite man of mystery. Now, John, Anthea was a dear friend of Ray's. And uh, John says, Hello, Anthea. And she says, Hello, John. And then, um, Maybe I'm getting sour in me old age, but I don't seem to enjoy parties like I used to. Everybody trying desperately to have fun. Aren't you so glad I'm not using a British accent this whole time? I think I started doing (laughs) it. I was
1: like, and (laughs) I, uh, it's, (laughs) it's, it's (laughs) so (laughs) tough because it's, (laughs) it's so tempting. (laughs) Oi, governor. (laughs) Is John Constantine your favorite man (laughs) of mystery? It's like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's so tough. It, it's so tough not to, because I'm I'm so tempted by it. <laughs> it's okay, like right. mm-hmm. every line of dialogue is is so British, yeah. Exactly. And
0: I mean, right now it's not too much dialogue or too much narration, but once it gets to right. you know too wordy, I'll start to skip it. But Sony says, um, um, uh, I didn't used to be so much effort did it. I'm sorry, Ray. it Wasn't my fault though, mate. You knew that, didn't you? Um, and then uh, I says. Uh, cuts to a uh, different building different room it says mommy there's a smelly man in my bedroom i'm scared um and then the, the woman uh and she looks like she has like a towel wrapped around her head and she's like for god's sake shona there's nobody in your bedroom and then um the, the lady turns around and, and the, the little girl says but mommy there is and and the little lady's like ah and then you know some it just like it looks like almost like a ghost or a zombie says yeah oh, hold me and then um and then lady says no please and then he says he's reaching for her she says, hold me and then um she's like oh sweet jesus please lord and and he says so uh, or she says so cold and then he just keeps saying hold hold and then um she like when he touches her it looks like she just freezes up and dies on the floor and he says hold me and then the daughter says, uh, cuts to the outside of the building. It says, Mommy, Mommy, you're so cold. So that's, pretty, that's pretty wild. Um, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, back to Constantine. Anthea's nice. Not sure I can read her right, though. Something just doesn't ring true. Uh, he says, Yeah, of course I got an AIDS test. Seems the sensible thing to do. And she says, Yeah, a lot of weird stuff in me, blood. It's another story, really. But no HIV antibodies. And I'm sorry, John. Huh? I really don't feel well. It's so stuffy in here. Would you walk me home? He's like, sure. And um, she lives on another tower not far away. My breath steams in the air. Nice lady, this Cynthia. Really nice. Even so, knock it off, John. Of Constantine. You're getting paranoid in your old age. Anyway, I think she likes me. <laughs> Does she? You'll find out. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um. Uh, so he says... So what do you do? And she says, "I manage a shelter. It's a good job. I mean, it pays bugger all, but I like doing it. Shelter, somewhere for people to stay, like a hostel. It's a temporary solution, temporary accommodation for people who don't have anywhere to go. Runaways, the unlucky, the unhouseable, few dirt drunks, even some crazies. Now the local authorities don't, the authorities don't have the money to look after them. They can only stay with us a few days at a time. Most of them." Wind up back on the street. Lots of people wind up on the streets. And he says, I, I noticed. Uh, she tells me the left gets painted over once a week. Already the NF signs are sprouting like fungus. And he says, Ugh. And it's like, she's like, sorry about the smell. Um, he says, what is this? Uh, and she's like, you don't want to know. I do. Yes, you do. Don't you, John Constantine? Ray always used to say you had a nose for the nasty. The flats on this side have been empty for almost a year. The council's meant to do, be doing something, like doing them, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Six months ago, the smell started, got worse and worse. We thought maybe it was a dead dog or cat. Sarah and I found the police. That's the mark Sarah made on the door, where it seemed to be coming from. They broke in two dead tramps underneath the curtain, must have been there for months. Police had to scrape them up from the carpet, kick them out in plastic bags lots of plastic bags John says. i've heard worse this is the part where usually all you know, the episodes will say that mcgruber line over and it was like it's pretty fucked up yeah yeah i'll make that <laughs> re-
1: reference now <laughs> <laughs> it really is like it's it's a tough issue to find like some talking points because a, a lot of it is just like oh wow yeah that's a. Uh, that's pretty messed up like that's it's a it's a really dark uh mm-hmm. issue just like not much like in terms of comedy but mm-hmm. worth reading though. yeah yeah right
0: uh and then so i get back to her place she says sit down over there john i'll fix you a drink and he says listen if you're still feeling dodgy i'll be on my way no no i don't know i feel fine now i feel great and she starts playing some music straight gordons and ice isn't it he says, yeah, how'd you know what I drink? He says, Ray told me a lot about you before you died. Good things. He really cared about you, you know. Don't worry about the sun. It gets smoochier any sec. Uh, <laughs> smoochier? Why do I feel like I'm being played for a sucker? Because I do. I mean, I like her but And then, you know, music continues play. He says, thanks. So who's Sarah? You mentioned Sarah. She says, oh, my, my flatmate. Where is she? She's out for the night. Give us a kid. What? I guess I, uh, it says, yeah, give us a kid. And then he says, what? And she says, I, I said, give us a kiss. And he's like, okay. Anthe, Anthe and Anthea yeah. and Sarah, Anthea, Sarah, hang on. Sarah and Anthea and were over this morning. Oh, so it cuts back to a flashback. Sarah and Anthea were over this morning, utterly sweet and inseparable as always. Sometimes I think they just like to crawl inside each other, just vanish up each other's. Mm, you know, aren't I awful? So that was some guy I talked to John earlier. Here seems like a real big douchebag. Real so. creep. Yeah. <laughs> real creep.
1: Real creep. I like. Um. Yeah. Dave McKean was like, "All right, who who should I use for this figure? Right. Uh, oh, Oscar Wilde. Perfect.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It does look like
1: him. Um." And
0: so John's like, hang on, you're Anthea Ray's friend of Sarah and Anthea. Uh, Yeah, you're a lesbian. And she says, oh, dear. And he says, what's that supposed to mean? Oh, dear. What the hell is going on here? What's with you? And she says, well, you see, me and Sarah talked to her because we felt it was time to have a baby. I wanted to bear it. But you can't do it on your own, can you? In the old days, it was simple. You'd get to find a nice gay guy and a warm syringe. But these days, well, what with everything we thought probably safe is not too And well, Ray always used to say such nice things about you and mean we thought genetically you'd be a perfect little blonde daughter. So I asked Jeff to introduce you and Sarah went to her mum's for the night. I was going to tell you afterwards, Are you angry? He says, Me M I angry? What is it with you people? Do I have some son of sign on my back walking sperm bag with Charles Welcome? Is that it? First, Alec and Abby, now you. Uh, Is that, uh, oh my God, is that a swamp thing? Alec and Abby. It is. Yeah. (laughs) I I got that reference. I got that reference, finally. I got (laughs) Uh, Of course, I'm angry. Also hurt. Also, I don't know, me, masculine pride feels like someone pissed all over it. You could have bloody assed. You know, that's all. You could have bloody assed. And then he walks out onto the porch or outside or somewhere. Uh, he starts walking around. Uh, I stomp off down the corridor. The smell seems to get, be getting worse, like a bloody maze in here. And then he, starts to, he sees a little girl, and um, she's crying, and he says, Hello, what's your name? She says, Shona. That's a pretty name, love. What's the matter? It's my mummy. Smelly man came through the wall, and he hugged me. my, my mummy. And now my mummy's all cold, and she won't talk to me. Well, little girl, that's how mummies should be. They should be old and cold. <laughs>
1: That's how oh, it's right, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: British mummy. it's okay, never <laughs> um
1: no, I just i I feel like we're so close to doing like the doughboys uh yeah. <laughs> British voice where it's like a oh, yummy mummy <laughs> mum <My> mummy, mummy, <laughs> <How are you?
0: laughs> um, so John says, my name's uh John I suppose you show me where to l- you live. well, go and see what's wrong with your mum, so okay, John, I got a big teddy bear. And then they go back. Um, and he says, "You wait here, love." Okay. She says, "Okay, John." She's uh, and John's looking at the body of her mom. Uh, she's dead. I can tell from where, here, from what the kitty says, she can't have been dead for more than a few hours, but she's so cold, feels like she's been here hauled out of a freezer. This isn't natural. And she says, "Is my mummy all right?" And John says, "With no tact or bedside manner, no, she's not." Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> at all. Be like, nope. Dead. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, and then she says, "Has she gone to the baby Jesus?" And um, and then uh John's like, "Something like that, love. Something like that." Again, um,
1: could just been like, "Yes." <laughs> Would have been a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's said that. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jesus. Yeah, all that. <laughs> sure.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> they go back to Anthea's apartment. Um. And she's like, oh, it's you. Well, you can just sort off John Constantine. And, she, and he's like, nah, I got a present for you. She's not a blonde, but I don't know how long you can keep her. Name: Shona. If I'm not back in half an hour, call the police. <laughs> that lot of good there'll be. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> an abundance for her mom. Uh, flat 5'10". But shouldn't I call an ambulance now? If her mother's ill, her mom's dead in India. Not sick. We don't make it any, it won't make any difference. Half an hour. Um, And so it looks like he's picking a lock and going through into back into the apartment. Um, You know, I never met a padlock. I couldn't open with five minutes within five minutes. uh, uh, And a bent paperclip or five seconds and a sledgehammer,
1: but you take what you can. Don't you?
0: And and it's just,
1: yeah. He's like smashing through the door. And the first thing I thought of was, uh, in the nice guys with Ryan Gosling, when he he punches through the glass of the door and he like he cuts his wrist, and He just starts bleeding out. Oh like, god! Oh god. <laughs> he like oh. falls over. <laughs> that's oh, why I, that. I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's that's a bad decision, John. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> you can't be doing that. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> uh, so he's going to the
0: it looks like in his apartment. The smell is, uh, you know uh, is very strong. He says, I don't know what I'm doing here. Common sense says I should be halfway home right now. What am I trying to prove? John Constein, you can be a real Pratt sometimes. Um, oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt should play him in the movie. <laughs> <He's like laughs> Perfect. He's... Now that he's done with Guardians, he can do John Constein
1: in yeah. the new DC. <laughs> um, House of uh, History, here we come. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> 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 Um, like small the, uh, things, just his
0: Yoshi. He just hops.
1: Yeah, off. right. <laughs> <Swampy>. <laughs> Love it. Um,
0: <laughs> he's in the the apartment. He starts say, "Hello, anyone here?" And he's just thinking it's so cold. And then he starts to see the character from before, and and he and the character, uh, the ghost, or you know, uh, says, uh, "Hold me." And um, John says, it's... "Oh great, oh yeah, yeah. it's pretty haunted." Uh, I was just gonna it's... say, yeah, it's haunted.
1: <laughs> like. Dave McKean is he's he does such yeah, a good job exactly. with um like his, his inking and it's like his his shading where it's it his, his, his use of negative space where so much of the paid the page is Jacko but it's like he, it, it it's um there's somehow like his hair is almost splattered onto the onto the page where there's like yeah like splotch marks of ink and it it really adds like so much to um, like to the scene, and it really makes it pop. Like it's, it's something where, mm-hmm. when you finally see it, it it really is like a just like such a striking image of just like seeing him just stand there and like it. You can only really see his eyes. You can kind of make out his nose, and then and, and like his hands, but everything else is just black. Like it's yeah. almost complete darkness.
0: And it's a really, really, really good uh, page that he drew yeah. right there. Um. So, like you said, Jacko, but um, he's, uh, then the next page is uh, John Constantine saying, oh, great, dead of the living night. Night of the living dead. Whatever. What am I doing? Think. And he <laughs> says, what's your name? Tell me. And he says, please. And he says, Jacko. So cold. Nobody cares. Hold me. And Constantine says, hold you? You poor dead bastard. All right. And then he goes to hug him. He says, "You're freezing cold, and you smell like a rotten abattoir. mate. Must be hell being dead." He says, "Not so cold, warm. Thank you." And then he disappears. And um, and John starts to you know starts to cry. And um, he says, "Christ." And then um, you know last couple. Uh, all he wanted, all he wanted was for someone to care about him, someone to hold him, someone to warm him. Nobody would when he would when we hold each other in the darkness, it doesn't make the darkness go away. The bad things are still out there. The nightmares are still walking when we hold each other. We feel not safe, but better. It's all right. We whisper. I'm here. I love you. And we lie. I'll never leave you for just a moment or two. The darkness doesn't seem so bad when we hold each other. And he goes back to Anthea's apartment. John, are you all right? What's happened? God, you smell awful. What's the matter, Anthea? Please shut up. Just hold me. And then the last panel is kind of like a, you know, Dave McKean's art, and I think it's kind of like a, like abstract rendering of. It's hard to describe, but um, yeah. But yeah, and that's the ending. So. So the final Im-
1: image of, of Jacko. Yeah. It's kind of so it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. She broke up, punch of an ending.
0: Yeah, such a great, and obviously that's why how you know it's a you know Neil Gaiman such great <laughs> written uh, prose. Like he does such a good end, uh, way of writing that dialogue and that ending. And it's just so such a good, perfect ending. So
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah like so like I've not read a lot of Hellblazer, but obviously I'd love to dive into it more. But it's like kind of yeah. like he was sort of like a little bit of like a X Files where it's like you would encounter. Uh the abnormal, the supernatural I mean, like but I mean obviously and then this is a and I'm sure there's other stories like that, but it's like a twist on the monster, quote unquote. Like it's it wasn't right. it was a, a ghost who well, you know, supernatural reasons might have accidentally killed someone, but you know, well it's all a metaphor for, you know, the unhoused problem and uh, you know, right. everything going on, you know, with society and how they treat, you know, others who are different everything like that. So is that really really great issue and really effective and you know, a lot, a lot of really good issue to dive into if you ever never read it
1: yeah it's um <clears throat> it's definitely one of those issues that like i heard about for a while and then when i finally got around to actually reading it it's it's it, it's fantastic like it's mm-hmm. 25 pages like you'll you'll you can read it in like i don't know like 20 minutes and it's absolutely worth reading like it's that I mean, one night where if, if you just want like almost like a sampling of john Con- john constantine as a character or just like you, you want like a great one issue um so i definitely know that feeling. You know, like i think especially like like short stories are like that when when it's like i don't really have as much time to read like a full novel and instead like sometimes i just want to read like one issue and this is kind of perfect for that because it it really yeah. has like so much to say and it leaves you with a lot to think about um and in a lot of ways sadly it's still very relevant um mm-hmm. in so many ways that i think no Gaiman is probably not happy about um yeah. <laughs> i don't think anyone's like happy about the fact that it's still uh so was relevant as when it came out um back in 1990 um but yeah, like, I think especially it, it just it really it really hits home. It it hits really hard. I think in in terms of what it's trying to do of just like the way the I like how you how you said it too of just like it's like monster of the week, but yeah, instead of like him having to do like an exorcism or like having to fight a demon, it's like the way he defeats the problem is just. Through empathy and like mm-hmm. connection with not, like another person, where it, like that's all he like <laughs> that ending monologue like still really gets me. The, the yeah the way um he talks about Jacko, where he's just like that's all he wanted. Like he just wanted someone to hold him, just have that so that connection, and it's yeah it's it's brutal and it's um I think I'm trying to remember where I first saw it. I, I think it's Jamie Loftus. I think she retweeted something about. Um, I can't remember if it was an interview, but but mm-hmm. it was an anecdote from an unhoused person who was talking mm-hmm. about like how it feels to live in a city, um, and yeah, like it, especially a big populated one, is that like it feels like you're a ghost because the mm-hmm. the way people ignore you and just like they don't even like they look away mm-hmm. when they pass by you and just this mm-hmm. feeling of like they can't even see you as a person anymore like it's no longer um no longer like a part of society it's like you're separated from everyone else and it's like you're you're looking uh from the outside in and i think yeah. this issue especially like it it really captures that feeling and it it's it's like heartbreak is it definitely is like just such a haunting issue in so many ways that but but it's also just like such an important issue and uh i think both in the context of that time period like what neil game is, is trying to say especially i i like how many digs he takes at uh the national front he's just like yeah Fuck these guys like <laughs> yeah right that's cool to hear <laughs> that. yeah, it rolls that yeah yeah i like that <laughs> it's, yeah um yeah and it's just cool to see especially with like him as a writer it's cool to see that he's still um yeah like he, he, even back then he would he was he was very like uh trying to phrase it like he, very contemporary in terms of like his, like his views of like he, like he, he was very much trying to um talk about what's going on like not only in Sandman where like he has a lot of queer representation and I appreciate in mm-hmm. here it. it's also like he really is like he he's just really great at at, at showing like how the world actually is like oh yeah through yeah. all kinds of people and especially in in Britain nineteen ninety of just like kind of like the fear and the anxieties that were plaguing the country at the time.
0: Yeah. Uh Dan yeah, does such a great job of that that whole run and you know all his, all his comics and all his written word it's so uh, it does such a great job with everything. So yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, really great writer. Um, yeah. I wanted to, uh, finish off this. Uh, we'll get back to it. If there's any like final thoughts and I know there's definitely music things we would talk about. Um, but yeah. just make it a little lighter. Um, not that everything <laughs> said, we would do. Um, thank you for saying all that. That was good. Uh, the, you know, bring all the themes to, uh, what they all, you know, thank you. kind of come together. Yeah. And very well spoken. And, um, but uh, so anyway, like um, when to so if, let's say you're curious about learning more about John Constantine, maybe you'll go to Wikipedia. <laughs> maybe you'll go to um, uh, you know, kind of this. So there's like sub, there's creation, and conception, fictional character biography, goes through you know like um, New Fifty Two, DC Rebirth, all the you know different iterations of him, um, appearances, mentions, analogs, influences, <laughs> powers and abilities, in real life. What? <laughs> oh, like movies or something like that? Or, uh, nope. Yeah. So, here's what it is. Uh, in real life. Uh, subsection on Wikipedia. Al Moore claims to have met his creation on two, and, and reminder, Alan Moore created this character uh, on wow. two, two separate occasions. Um, and Al Moore famously loves superheroes still. Loves, like, yoking <laughs> it up with, like, so this is not a fun, this, I mean, like, he's, uh, it can be funny, but, like, this is a serious statement. I don't think he's like exaggerating, or he really does think right. so. He says, "One day, I was in Westminster in London. This was after we had introduced the character, and I was sitting in a sandwich bar. All of a sudden, also sandwich bar. I want to go there. That sounds fucking that sounds awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just the belly or something
0: like that. But still, I want to go fucking sandwich but, bar. God, <laughs> oh,
1: that sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just like it. Do you think it's like? Do you think it's like?" um the, uh, um, like a buffet where you can just go and kind of like oh, maybe make your own sandwich. Like, I like that. I like the nice. theme
0: of it yeah. as like a normal bar and it's like, well, you have like, give uh, give me a turkey sandwich. yeah, Make it double. Just, and you just keep like, 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 come on, bring it. I had a bad day. More. More meat. More meat. Like, I'm sure I think I've yeah. had enough. I'll tell you when I've had enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Leave the mayo jar here. I'll just leave it, yeah. <laughs> just scoop I'll just it in. lop it up. <laughs> so that's uh, the like, sandwich bar in my that's, mind. That's I. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> someone sits down, just like give me a ribbon. He just <laughs> slides it down the. Shrimp. <laughs> <That's laughs> <Yeah,
0: but> yeah. <laughs> um, he says Moore says all of a sudden up the stairs comes came John Constantine. He was wearing the trench coat. A shortcut. He looked... No, he didn't even look exactly like Singh. He looked exactly like John Singh. He looked at me, stared me straight in the eyes, smiled, nodded, almost uh, conspiratorially, and then just walked off around the corner to the other part of the snack bar. I sat there thought, should I go around that corner and see if he's really there, or should I just eat my sandwich and leave? I opted for the latter. I thought it was the safest. Uh, I'm not making any claims to anything. I'm just saying that it happened. Strange little story. It's like, I love that he's like I'm not fucking around. It was I, I'm not saying it was him, but it might have been him. It might have been a cosplayer. Yeah, probably not though.
1: <laughs> right. <Who knows>? Yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love how he's like. Yeah, the the, the way he ends it up just being like I'm not saying, but I'm just saying like yeah, it was John Constantine. I mean, yeah. It's um, crazy. That's, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs>
0: His second meaning with with his creation was illustrated in 2001, "Snakes and Ladders," an adaptation by Eddie Campbell of one of Moore's performance art pieces. And the quote is: Years later, in another place, he steps on out of the dark and speaks to me. He whispers, (laughs) "I'll tell you the ultimate secret of magic. Any cunt could do it." That one is less like a theory; it just seems like an
1: asshole. Yeah, he's talking. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a prick. (laughs) He's like, "He's like, all right, man." Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, this is more of a but just an anecdote. They met a third pun in fiction when Moore was written to issue 120 of Hellblazer by then author Paul Jenkins. Moore seen oh, wow. sitting in a uh, silhouette at the back of a bar as John Connstein, who is on a prep crawl with a reader, raises a drink to him. So that's more, but that's just more of like an anecdote about how that's based, how they maybe Jen- Jen- Paul Jenkins based that on like his stories of like maybe they did meet. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then the last little thing is, uh, writers who had their run on Hellblazer series have also claimed to met the character in real life. A rumor has persisted for many years that the Liverpool occult writer Tom Sleeman uh, served as a model for Constantine. Sleeman has always denied this. Original Hellblazer writer Jamie Delano also claims to have encountered Constantine during his run on the character outside the British Museum. Peter Milligan saw Constantine at a party around 2009 and rushed after him, only to find he'd disappear. Brian Azrael once saw him in Chicago, but of him. Saying that's that's the thing about John is the last thing you'd want to be is his friend. Uh, I like the Peter Milligan was like the opposite of Al Moore. He's like I'm gonna fucking see this guy, and then he <laughs> <basically> like, <laughs> rushed like, at, he rushed out of oh shit, bit. and <laughs> and then only to see yeah John went back to like the other the other multiverse like yeah he's like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah so spell, like, Peter Milligan's on my ass. <laughs> get me to the <laughs> next dimension
1: <laughs> but i like that john It's just yelling after him. yeah just, just,
0: peter's running after me
1: it's, it's like the it's, go faster it's a g yeah
0: just spin <laughs> just, just peter milligan, peter
1: milligan. Yeah, just, he has his metal arm yeah,
0: it's like, yeah right. choom, choom, choom. <laughs> um <laughs> last section um i'll just kind of combine it like uh any of like the you know let's say comedy references um that you might have had or quotes or uh that you have for the section um
1: yeah yeah um i'll say not quite any quotes you you had the ones that i Mm -hmm. I really liked Uh, like the the big monologue by anthea i think was really good where yeah she's talking about like what they do with the shelter and kind of like you know, like what yeah uh, you know, like what happens to everybody. Um, I'm now thinking about uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to frame this, but uh, the appearances of John Constantine in real life. It for some reason I think the the first Alan Moore one. It for some reason reminds me of I think you should leave, but the. Mm-hmm. the brian's hat sketch because I, I really wish it was like like him talking about that but then um i'm trying i'm trying to think how to frame it of just like mm-hmm. them talking about that and then just being like oh my god did you see <laughs> did you see the trench coat he was wearing it looks it looks so bad on it <laughs> just, just mm-hmm. talking about like his fashion choices well, like oh, <laughs> what the hell yeah <laughs> and then uh, oh. i go
0: and then i'm in a meeting with etrick and the demon and he says uh uh, John, you're gonna have to take off that that coat. that's really, you know, like, uh, I don't, I'm not going to. I like, I really like it. And then he's, and then he tries to like, uh, like you know, uh, I don't know, let's say, uh, like swish his coat around and gets stuck in yeah. Professor X's wheels and stuff. And he's like, got oil, you got grease all over my coat. And then Professor X is like, you have to grease the wheels, or else it won't. And then he, uh, you know, and then he pushes past Miss Marvel and he's like, move.
1: <laughs> who shut that, they, who oh, no, that's, that? <laughs> <laughs> don't do the voice yes. <laughs> who bloody shut that like, yeah. don't do the voice come on, <laughs> on. <laughs> that's good, that's a good reference <laughs> thank you um, so I, I don't have any quotes but I will say I do have a special tie in for music um, and I'll get to why it's special in a minute yeah but um for some context uh so one of the songs always kind of associated with it that i think it really works for the issue is uh it's a song real live version by voxtrot um yeah. which is originally just like a, an amazing song like it's it's really moving really just like a great piano song i'll play a lot of it for listeners to know um, so that's kind of the beginning, and then where we like is, is like the chorus. If I can get to it. There we go. And then bring it to the. I'm sorry. Yeah, so this part really reminds me of the issue. So. I think it's uh, some context for it. But yeah, it's it's, it's um. I think lyrics always really get to me because it's yeah, like the <laughs> the way he sings it is like a real live version of you and just this idea of like connection and just knowing someone and just like especially with this issue I think it it is a good tie-in for just like how we think of um how we connect with other people um I will also say I will admit I um I did a TikTok TikTok video of the last page of this mm-hmm. issue with this song and special shout out to Boxrod because they actually liked my video oh, on TikTok. Cool. So I thought that was yep. it was like I was like hell yeah <laughs> I was like yeah thank you guys like that, it, it was awesome it was one of those things where I I I really didn't expect it and I was like that's awesome like yeah mm-hmm. for a band that is incredible and like um you know sadly didn't get to see them when they recently did a reunion But i wanted to say like shout out to them for yeah being an amazing band and amazing song that fits with an amazing issue exactly um yeah but the good thing is if uh yes the band is called vox right as you
0: said um but it seems like they might be sticking around for a while so maybe we'll we'll Ooh. see their new music or um you know something coming from them again sometime soon so um uh yeah, yeah think get to see it, but yeah, I'd recommend anyone looking up the, the band's called Shot. they uh broke up for over ten years and then recently got back yeah. together but um they check out they have a couple e p s they have an album, and then we'll see maybe uh'll we'll keep an eye out see if they have anything else coming up uh, on the horizon, but yes, they always they're always very um uh like you said like they liked your video, so they always uh yeah appreciate like you know I think they like to see how many people really um. Uh, like them over the years, and that's probably the reason probably yeah. why they together because they just like, make such great music together. So, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah, good, good call. Yeah, I like that. TikTok thank video. you, really, really well done. Yeah, so, um, uh, I think, yeah, um, I think that's it. I think, uh, yeah, great recommendation. You know, it's always good to do a thank you, a serious episode every now and then. Uh, we'll, we'll yoke yeah. them up and talk about hogs the whole time. But, <laughs>
1: We made it through a whole episode without talking about it. yeah. Maybe try. We <laughs> almost kind of amazing. It. <laughs> <laughs> next time, yeah. Next time, we'll put, Yeah. Speaking of
0: next time, um, yeah. But uh, I'm always too lazy to try to find an issue to find. But <laughs> I know mean, you recommended a few issues to me a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you want to go back to your list, and you know, again, we don't yeah. have that, but can go back to a silly one we can do a funny one we can do like a four issue one we can do a six issue one like i said uh a couple weeks ago uh do you want to make a bit, um maybe the summer when we have more time or you know um we'll definitely maybe we can do more one like i'd like to do dark knight returns maybe do all-star superman yes. like we'll break up into oh, multiple episodes or something so we don't like you know pack much yeah. far in but anyway but that's like further down the road we'll see what um our schedules look like but yeah if there's, if there's any what 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 are you thinking for next episode?
1: So, that's a good question. I wanted to kind of like hash it out real quick, so listeners will get the behind the scenes look at uh, mm-hmm. how we make our episodes. If you're wondering, it's very much like Whiplash. We're just yelling at each other the whole time. <laughs> uh, it's like, pick a fucking issue. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan yelling at me. <laughs> uh, <it's> like. <laughs> Is it DC or is it Marvel? Answer just like <laughs> slapping me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, the two like major ones I was thinking of, I think they'll be really fun. Would be either Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe um, mm-hmm. by Garth Ennis and uh, don't, uh Braithwaite? I don't actually know who the artist is, but really good artist and um, you know. Kind of in the '90s, and it's a it's a good kind of what if one shot uh, where I would say it's has like emotionally intense moments, but it's also also kind of funny. The fact that mm-hmm. Punisher just murks everybody. I think he kills Wolverine by throwing him into a transformer, oh, not, yeah. as, uh, not like Optimus <laughs> Prime, but into <laughs> like transformer electrical transformer. Yeah, it's, which, one, which one killed him? <laughs> just bumblebee just eats them. He's like, arm, arm. just them to <laughs> death. <laughs> it's, it's awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that one is more in the 90s. And then there's one. This would be like a good, like, you know, old fashioned 70s kind of issue. Uh, kind of harkening back to our Marvel 2 in 1 annual mm-hmm. episode. So kind of the same energy. We have. uh Batman family uh, issue number three which is the one where what looks like Godzilla is about to chomp down on Batgirl and Robin is torpedoing his motorcycle into the dinosaur's mouth I don't know what his plan is here I think it's a bad one and I'm really curious to find out Um, Mm. (laughs) there is Actually, one more issue I will look up real quick, just to make sure I get the numbers right. Um, I'll find a good one, but uh, not really, I would say not quite a tie-in, but a tie-in for a teaser that came out recently. I'll find a, a good issue of it, but I don't know if you've ever read any of the Godzilla King of the Monsters Marvel Comics, where for a time in about 1977 to 1979, uh, mm-hmm. Godzilla was an actual part of the Marvel Universe, where he was interacting with you know like um, all kinds of the other uh, other monsters. There's issue where he fights the Avengers. Like there's uh, there's a great scene when he gets yelled at by mm-hmm. J. Jonah Jameson, who just like Mm -hmm. leans out of his window and he's (laughs) he's yelling at godzilla for stomping around new york um i don't Mm -hmm. have a particular issue in mind so i would would have to check that uh at some point but so Mm that those are kind of the uh working list i have right now of i like that what we could do um i like that that's a good uh couple
0: of uh, recommendations i'd like the first i like let's go with the uh, punisher kills the marvel universe that's a good uh cool nice quote unquote classic uh where you know oh yeah like um it's a, it's a you know fun but a little macabre and yes. um yeah uh, but uh yeah but that'll be a fun one to talk about so yeah like that's that. a yeah. it's easy one one oversized issue and um and you know so we'll definitely get to the other godzilla ones that you oh, yeah. you mentioned one but uh um, But yeah, well, uh, we'll what the what, What's Robin thinking, riding that motorcycle into
1: Godzilla? I don't know how he yeah. thinks it's gonna. What's turn he out. done there? <laughs> yeah. What's, <he> doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's all this now? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that, that's perfect. I think that's that's a great choice, and uh, you know, one of the classics by Garth Ennis, who I'm still amazed he's able to do Punisher Max, like that whole series, which has i think some of the most haunting stories mm-hmm. I, i've read in fiction like i think the slavers is one of the best like crime stories uh where like he he really gets the heart uh, really gets to the heart of like how how like how terrifying all of uh like that's happening i won't spoil it for anyone but it is a very it's a downer of a story arc especially the mm-hmm. ending um i can't believe like he's able to do that but he's also able to do know yeah. punisher blowing up all the x-men on asteroid m yeah right at one because, point on, <laughs> right. yeah. on punisher kills the marvel universe yeah it's the insane. Gamut. what would you he really do
0: what would and it might not be on the marvel app but what was that arc you said uh,
1: punisher max oh yes uh the slavers uh, so i'll have to look that up see if i can find it on the um, i think i i do have um I have both of the Punisher Max omnibuses, and oh, cool. I still have to read two, but I'll give you the first one. Oh, cool. Next time we meet up, yeah, yeah, to check it out. So,
0: yeah, but it's so, uh, yeah, to finish this off, uh, yeah, make sure you read um, uh, Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe" by Garth Ennis. Yes. And um, yes, yeah, so this has been our episode on Hellblazer number twenty-seven. Ho- hopefully, uh, you read along, and uh, and you'll read along for next time. So. Uh, We're going to sign off. Uh, My name's Ryan.
1: My name's Brandon.
0: And uh, we're the uh, the
1: comic guys. Talking twos. The talking twos. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.